Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you for till the top of the hour. Hopefully you're having a good morning. This is Bob Sekoler. And in addition to being a host of this show, I also own a team at the REMAX Properties East. Great team. And we'd love to have you help. We'll talk more about that down the road if you are thinking about selling or buying. With us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial over at uh, Swan Financial. He gets the job done. You can reach Randy anytime, 64507. Three six. Also, Kevin. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, there, Randy. Kevin Dissler is with us. Pitt and Frank Attorneys. You can reach them at eight nine five nine nine zero zero. They also get the job done, meaning closing of your loans. Hey, my son good Greg morning, does. Good morning, my son Greg does our marketing, photography, and so much more. So much more. John and us as well. We're doing our COVID show as we continue to do this from either our offices or homes or wherever because of COVID. We're not in the studio, so we'll be uh, taking your questions a little later but they'll be on email sent to me and you can get your question in by simply sending me an email bob at we sell and then subject line radio question and then ask the question we got a bunch of stuff we'll hit in a second first uh, one of the top stories that we're following mortgage rates are climbing a little bit randy rocky swan financial is first going to give us a number that we all want to memorize go ahead Randy? Uh, hi, NMLS number 26362. Uh, and uh, rates have moved a lot, actually. Uh, you know, they've moved, uh, uh, you know, right at a half point. And, uh, you know, you're in the mid threes now on, on certain products and, you know, the uh, mid to high twos on other products. Yeah. And we should point out that um, anybody who's been holding off, and there have been a lot of people who are thinking about refinancing their home. And they, and they are, still can. They yeah, still can. They still take advantage. But, but yeah. they were holding off because they thought rates were going to go lower. Which, I don't know how they could have got much lower. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, and, and about 30% of the people took advantage of it. They're still uh, – now there's still about 60 to 70% of people that have a loan currently could still absolutely save money. So, you yeah. know, the, the time is now. I would get in now, and I would not wait one second more. So the, for the, the status, the story behind all this is that for almost 50 years, the 30-year mortgage rate has moved in unison with the 10-year treasury rate. Uh, the spread on average has been 1.7%. So, Randy, why is that? Can you give us a layman's explanation of all this, or is that kind of just not able to? Well, it, it's kind of it's changed. You know, uh, it, the 10-year does play, uh, but there's other indexes that, uh, started paying the two-year note. Just be aware that if you're thinking of refinancing, jump now. It's going to go up higher. Yeah, I mean the Fed. The Fed just recently was last week was on, you know, talking about the state of the economy, taking questions from the senators, and and they were talking about how you know they're still going to be buying up the bonds, and that's not going to change. But obviously, like Randy's saying, there are different factors now that are, you know, maybe it's a confidence thing with the banks. Um, depending on, and maybe it's an inventory thing. You know, there's a lot of things that I look at it from the outside issue is like, well, the Fed has the ability to move the numbers to help the economy move this way or that way. And when you see uh, the inventory across the country, we're not just here in Louisville. This is literally nationwide, the inventory crisis that's going on. It is a crisis because there's just no homes on the market Um, and trying to get some traction and try to figure out how that works. So it's a very interesting thing to watch. And Greg, Greg brings up an interesting point. This week, the number of homes on the market, normally about 3,000 this time of year here in the Louisville, Metro Louisville area, they were down to a little below 1,000, which is crazy. Mm. 
to take a one. I think that might have had something to do with the storm. It ticked back up, but it's low. Yeah. It's low. I mean, don't well, make yeah. no bones about it. So historically, one of, one of historically low, right? And one of the things that we've talked about briefly on this show in the past uh, couple of uh, weeks is that they, we have a, a home that's on the market. It was a foreclosure. The bank wanted listed in the $80,000 price point. There were, get ready for this, everybody. Here we go. Here are the numbers. There were, within a couple of weeks, 300-plus showings and 150-plus offers on this home. It will sell or close at about double of what it was listed at. That just goes to show you how desperate people are looking both those who need little, little context. Don't don't start a feeling. I'm going there. Problem. Give me a sec. Kevin and I was, you know, yeah. we were outside talking to the agent yeah. who had this. Listen, yeah. You know, granted, let's just say the bank didn't understand the value of the home. Very and, true, but it also shows how desperate sure, people absolutely. are. And absolutely. flippers. Well, flippers getting, are out there. Yeah. He was getting people from New York. I mean, this was so yeah. grossly underpriced yep. that when in this yeah. case, it might have helped. Offers. Might have helped a lot, you know. Yeah. Cash offers, right? And it's yeah. crazy. So just know that this is a. I've never seen it that wild in in the Louisville area. All right, moving on. This goes to Kevin. So we've talked about interest rates. We've talked about demand. Let's talk about the cold, icy weather that we've experienced, and who knows if we're going to get any more in the next couple of weeks. This comes from an agent. We'll call him James, who sent me this email. <coughs> Showing a home, the sidewalk is icy, the buyer falls. Kevin, who's responsible at that point for any injuries that the buyer or buyer's agent may have? Can you help well, us? Especially, like I said, prevalent at this time. It's, 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 it's a doctrine called premises liability. Oh. And uh, I'm assuming that the agent was here in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But the, the concern always is you're an agent. Greg is, let's say, because I, I, I know that you're the brains of the outfit, Bob, so that Greg's out there working every day. <laughs> so if Greg's showing the property and, and say, it's, say it's my house and there's snow and ice all over here. And, uh-huh. and your question is, if someone slips and falls, who's responsible? And then the, the quick answer is, of course, every good attorney is going to sue everybody. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, you'd sue the agent, the broker, and the homeowner. And there's actually a case in Kentucky that talks about the obligation, especially with snow and ice, it used to be, okay, Randy's coming up. Surely he sees there's some ice on the sidewalk. We've had ice and three storms. Surely Randy has a good common sense to be careful coming up the steps. And so Randy does not and slips and falls. And then it goes, he wants to go after Greg and Bob and uh, myself, the homeowner. Well, the Kentucky courts have kind of said, well, you know, in the old days, it's kind of an open and obvious issue. But they've kind of since then said that it's kind of incumbent upon the homeowner first Mm. to make sure it's completely clear and free of ice. And the agent, when they go for the open house, needs to kind of make sure that they do a tour to determine if there are any type of situations at the residence that could cause people uh, injury. And it's, so it's, it's basically an obligation on the homeowner and the agent to make sure that when you invite people in, like Randy, uh, that they're going to be safe when come in and look at the home. So you well, have to be reasonable to safeguard that when you invite Randy in, it's going to be safe. Well, all right. So you're referring to agent. I want to make specific details uh, more obvious. Are you saying it's the obligation of the seller and the seller's agent or the seller and the buyer agent who is showing the house that are on the hook here? No, seller, seller, seller agent, right? The, the seller agent. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're going to, let's say, have an open house or have someone come and look at the property. Mm-hmm. It, it's incumbent of you, especially I could be down in Florida as a homeowner, so that if you have the listing 
It, it's your responsibility when you invite in people to make sure that when you invite them in, it's a safe situation. We're talking ice and snow, but there's been a whole bunch of about dogs. You know, yep. you invite someone yep. in, you have a dog that's somewhat vicious. Uh, ultimately, it's it's agent responsibility and the homeowners to make Listen, sure and, you have a safe environment. And it just looks nicer too. You know, we had a listing, we had a couple of listings and, you know, with, with my wife and I, we went out, shoveled, salted. I mean, we made sure that in lockstep with our list, with our, with our clients that they understood this was going to happen. And we went and made sure that their sidewalks were free, were free of snow and ice. And that's just kind of what we did as far as how we go about it. And that's, that just shows who you are. So it's above a safety thing. If you've got people coming to see the house, if you've got buyers, buyers, agents, and clients, random people who you don't know, clean it up, make it safe. It's just common well, sense. Let's, let's take this a little further. Cause I think uh, any buyers, potential buyers, sellers, potential sellers, let's extrapolate this to the snow is going to go. Eventually we're not going to have that problem, but we're going to have sidewalks, driveways that may have raised um, concrete cracks, parts, yeah. right, cracks, trip hazards is what the, it's called by inspectors. So if a, a buyer and buyer agent trip on a trip hazard, who's responsible at that point. And let's just say Sounds the, the, same buy, to me. the buyer and buyer agent trip, and there's no trip hazard, but they just happen to trip and fall anyway, oh. going up a step or down Pandora, a step. Pandora's box is what we're speaking of. But yeah, yes. So well, where are we there? Well, and the law always talks about a reasonable homeowner, a reasonable agent. What would a, you know, Greg kind of went into that a little bit. What would a reasonable person in a situation do? Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that the premise within reason is safe for the people that you invite onto the property. And with respect to something that you're unaware of, uh, I, I don't think you could be held to that standard. But if you do know that there's a dangerous situation at the property, it's incumbent upon you to make sure that that is it's safe before you invite people onto the property. Got it. Um, Same with disclosures, you know, right? One of our and, good friends yeah. always says, known or should have known, right? You should, if you've known or should have known that there was an issue there yeah. and you're trying to say that you didn't, yeah. I mean, you know. Coming up a little later on today's show. And the key issue is what's reasonable. What's yeah. reasonable. Moving on. 20 foods you should not be putting in the fridge. We'll talk about that. Also, if you want to see what sellers are saying about us, because we're doing a really good job, even with COVID, we had a great year last year. Uh, go to uh, LouisvilleSellersTalk.com or LouisvilleZillow.com to see what they're writing about us. And if you want to see how we're marketing homes nowadays, let's go back to the Twitter engine because we're doing some really cool stuff. Go to yeah. the Socolar team. Just type it in, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. You'll see some of the marketing we're doing. That's kind of cool too. Or go to Louisville3D.com. All right, we got them all yeah, in. Done. Okay, done. Yeah. Moving forward, Randy Rocky. How important is the cost of flood insurance when you or one of your loan officers are, and a loan officer at any mortgage company are figuring out what payments are going to be? Uh, very important for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, the consumer really does need to know what their final payment is going to be with taxes, insurance, homeowners insurance, I should say, flood insurance. And, uh, the second thing is, you know, flood insurance is a moving target here recently. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there's been some other go, uh, go up, and, and uh, um, you know, we're in tune with that. Uh, my company does a great job with that, and, and we, we, we let the consumer know. And you should let them know the good, bad, and ugly, and there's a, there, are, there are companies that are not, and then they go to the closing table, and it's 60 70 $80, $100 higher, and it's, it's, it's a very sad situation. It's, it's just another – mark on the industry that we don't need. Well, let me put you on alert. You need to sit up and take note of this. I saw this story. I said, mortgage companies are going to have a problem with this. Flood-prone homeowners are 
possibly going to see a major rate hike. Oh, yeah. FEMA yes. Insurance change. It's, it's, it's and already have so, and some, yeah. yes. We, we, had a, we, had a, yes. we had a client recently where there we had knowledge that this was coming down the road. Um, and when we disclosed to them after they had put the offer through, and we had done our due diligence once the offer was through, it was a very fluid situation to hot market. As soon as we found out that there was raising flood insurance, they backed out. We made sure then to market the property publicly that flood insurance was going to be necessary and that FEMA was changing. And we ended up selling the property because we were forthright and forthcoming and somebody, there's a, you know, there's a need. But we, we see people that are now having to move because they can no longer afford their payments because it's being ramped up. I mean, this is, it's here. It's ridiculous. Well, and I'm upset. That, about that, it. Is, that is a great, that is a great point, Greg. It's, it's a, it's a very serious situation. And um, it's, it's, um, it's, it's sad. I don't know. What it, I, I wish I had another word to say about that, but yes, Greg, it, it yeah. and well, you know, it's good just, to see you guys, you guys are on top of that stuff. Well, and I'm, let me, I'm, I'm very proud to work with you on that scenario. Let really me jump in. on those types of situations. We appreciate that, but let me uh, just jump in this. A major overhaul, overhaul of the nation's flood insurance program is just months away. A new data released to this Monday, this past Monday, by the First Street Foundation suggests hundreds of thousands of homeowners in the riskiest locations. I don't know that we have locations. We're talking coastal, most likely. Mostly, but I mean, some that are along uh-huh. the, the some here. The Ohio River, I think that could yeah. qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the mm-hmm. most uh, riskiest locations uh, across America could face massive, massive rate hikes starting in October of this year. The research group estimates the average rate needs to quadruple, and in some cases more than quadruple, on the nation's most flood-prone homes. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. How much that will impact us here locally? Not sure, but just raising your attention. Well, just 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 one little thing. You, yeah. The flood zone is, is federally subsidized, and they were thinking about doing this about four or five years ago. And to give the listeners an idea, we had a fourplex on Gardner Lane, mm-hmm. which most people don't think is a real flood plume. Print three thousand to thirty thousand was Whoa. the jump that was now, going to take place. I will tell you, I remember wow. when this happened. Wow! And the <laughs> National Association of Realtors went campaigning. Uh, in Washington to get that number reduced. And they did successfully, but that may have only been a temporary stay on this. So we could be seeing this go back up again. Yeah. The hair standing up my arms. It's a, it's a real serious situation. Yeah. Something to really watch out for, and it can really change a lot of markets around the country. And, you know, when and we come back, a big yeah, issue. It, it will be a big issue and not knowing is not an excuse, unfortunately, because you'll have some warning from the media. Coming up when we come back, 20 foods you should not be putting in your fridge. We'll go through those quickly, but it is an eye-opener. Here with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. They do a phenomenal job and get you the best rates. Randy and his crew can be reached at 645-0736. Just as good on the closing side, Kevin Disler and his team over at Pitt & Frank Attorneys. You can reach them anytime. And by the way, you can pick, not only can you pick the mortgage company you want to use to buy a home, you can pick the closing attorneys that you want to use to uh, sell your home or buy a home. You can reach Kevin and his team at 895-9900. My son Greg is with us who does our marketing, photography, and so much more. And you can reach me, Bob Sikolder, anytime we are looking for homes to list and sell because we guess what? We sell we sell a lot of homes. And we're helping both buyers and sellers. We'd love to talk to you at 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. 
need a home loan or refinancing, you need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information, other restrictions may apply. Pitt and Frank has long served your real estate closing needs throughout the Louisville and Southern Indiana area, including our newest location in Oldham County across from the Southeast Christian Church in Crestwood. But did you know that Pitt and Frank can assist you with your estate planning and long-term care needs? Don't leave your loved ones the burden of being unprepared. There are solutions available to protect assets and income as well as plan for your long-term care. Call us today at Pitt and Frank. That's 502-895-9900. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. I'm constantly asked by news sources how to best navigate today's real estate market. I call the brightest agents in the business to get their input. Hi, Bob. What's going on in Louisville? Hi, Barbara. The Louisville real estate market is hotter than we've ever seen it. I'm so happy to hear that. With our exclusive marketing plan, we can get sellers top dollar right now. Get the best advice from my friend, Bob Sokoler. Go to WeSellLouisville.com. Be safe and smart. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you till the top of the hour. With us, my son Greg, who does our photography, our marketing, so much more. Also here, Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys. Randy Rockney is with us, Swan Financial, at 645-0736. And you can reach me anytime, Bob Sekolder, at 376-5483. Mind you, thank you, Barbara Kirkland, who's a mentor and a friend, and so much more on her end. And you can see her on Shark Tank on ABC Channel 11 here in the Louisville area. All right, so I found this story. I'm constantly being surprised by things you can't, cannot do, things like that. And I thought this would be of interest, things you should not be putting in the fridge. Just to give you a test, let me ask Randy, Kevin, and Greg to quickly weigh in, yes or no, on the following. We'll do this a couple of times, then we'll just move into complete uh, running through this thing. These guys also don't touch the refrigerator. Well, Randy doesn't. We know that. Yeah, he's got somebody doing it for him. Whole Whole melons. In the fridge or out of the fridge? Keep them in or out? Whole melons. Whole melons? Out. Whole melons, yes. Out. 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 The fridge can cut the number of antioxidants in half. A USDA study found that watermelons at room temperature develop nearly double the levels of good compounds like beta carotene, which promotes healthy skin and eyesight. So keep the melons out. I have to disclose here. I used to work at Paul's Fruit Market, so I should crush this. Shout out to Paul's Fruit Market, local fruit market. Make sure you go give them a shout. Basil, in or out? In. In? Randy? In. In? 
If this tropical plant is stored below 40 degrees, it turns black quickly. Keep oh. it on the counter in a oh. shady place. Yep. Potatoes. Oh. Let's move forward. Cold temperatures convert potato starch into sugar. Cucumbers. I always was a big fan of putting cucumbers in yeah. the fridge. I like them cool when I get Cucumbers should, be, uh, should come out of the fridge. The common mistake of keeping them in the fridge leads to watery and pitted cukes. That's mm. interesting. Onions. For my friends like Michelle, these veg who hates onions, these vegetables need air circulation to yeah, stay fresh. Nice. Tomatoes, cool air alters chemical pathways in tomatoes, so keep them out. Coffee, the moisture in your fridge causes beans to deteriorate. No coffee in the mm. fridge. That's not even a question. Garlic. Garlic cloves fare best oh. in temperatures between 60 and 65 degrees. Uh, my favorite hot sauces, you would think, put them oh. in the fridge. Nope. Yeah. If they've got vinegar and preservatives, store in a store-bought hot sauce. Keep it from going bad in the pantry. Honey, the sticky sweet stuff oh. should not go in the fridge. Sliced mm. bread. Although keeping the bread in the fridge keeps mold day. But it also dries out the loaf, so you might want to just store it in the freezer, take it out when you're ready to use it the night before. Nuts for the oh. optimal nutty flavor. The best to store the nuts in an airtight container in the pantry or cupboard. How about avocados? Anybody on avocados? Oh. Are oh. Out on those? Out. Easy. It's best kept at room temperature if it's hard or if it's ripe and plan to use on it right away. So uh, that would be the story on avocados. And just finishing up. The list, if I can turn the page here, stone fruits like peaches, plums, nectarines, apricots, best at room temperature, olive oil. Oh. Olive oil should be in a cool, dark place. Keeping it in the fridge can create a harder, more buttery-like consistency. Bell peppers, mushy bell peppers are never tasty, so do not put them in the fridge. Pickles, it's not a big deal. Uh, he just wanted. He, that's pickle, why he yeah. did the whole thing was just to so keep your pickles out of the fridge. one <laughs> joke. They're already preserved in brine. They can remain in your pantry. And chocolate. Keep chocolate at room temperature. Uh, somewhere. Wait a, wait a minute, Bobby's brine. pickles. Your favorite pickles. Those go in the fridge. I put in the fridge. I know. I know. They, no, they they get stored. Paul's and, Fruit Market also sells Bobby's pickles. Just just saying. Right. That's my favorite Bobby's. Yeah. But, uh, by the way, whole watermelon. Just FYI. <laughs> You don't need to make room for a huge uncut watermelon in your fridge. You basically store it at room temperature, then cut up the part that you want to eat, stick it in the fridge overnight, let it get cool. So that keeps it fresher. So there you go. So, I mean, some eye openers. There you go. Cold watermelon is delicious, though. You got to, once you cut it, I put know, it in the fridge it. for a little yeah. bit, and then and it's. Especially the seedless is the best, all the way to go. All right. So we've got some questions. I want to get to um, Randy and Kevin. Uh, you, there, I heard some background. So here we go. So. Uh, Robert is selling his house. He's got a contract from a buyer that just had an inspection. They're finding problems that the inspector never found when he, this Robert bought the house four years ago. Kevin, can Robert go back on the original inspector that he hired and ask them why they weren't found and take any, get any damages because the original inspector did not inspect properly, he believes, four years ago? Well, if you actually look at the contract with the home inspector, it's usually that there's language in the contract that kind of relieves them of liability for that. I think that he mentioned four years, and the question is whether yep. he can go back. And, you know, the general standard is, is malpractice. You know, the reasonable person standard goes by that. Would a reasonable home inspector doing an inspection have found that? Mm -hmm. You've got a number of conditions that, well, maybe the item was inaccessible four years yeah. before. Yeah. But usually when you do a home inspection, take a look and review the document that you sign with the home inspector. And see Sometimes what the home inspector says. Yeah. From, from a considerable liability. I have a feeling Correct. you are right on the Each of them have a different form. 
This question going to Randy, and this actually should be pretty easy for Randy Rocky from Swan. Can can Billy dry, buy a home with no money down? No money down, Randy Rocky, for 10 points. Well, you know, m- not many questions are easy for me, Bob. But, no, in that, in that situation, yes, absolutely. He can get a no money down home. Uh, it's just, we just have to evaluate it. It, it is not mm-hmm. as good a rate. Um which uh, does increase your payment because uh, there's more risk. Obviously, if you put zero money down, then then obviously the investor is more scared of someone foreclosing. So I love to look at other options at 3%, 3.5% uh, rather than no money down. But if we have to, yes, we can go no money down. By the way, if you want to see a rebroadcast of this show, you can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. That's LouisvilleAnswers.com. We're recording this on Zoom for replay. Uh, again, LouisvilleAnswers.com. This is going to Kevin. Uh, according to Lauren, she's supposed to close on her first home next week. She's just been told there's a problem with the title. She cannot get title insurance. What is that going to mean to her? Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's usually that. That means that there there's something an unreleased mortgage and title. Perhaps the person in a prior deed did not execute it properly. Uh, if you cannot obtain a t- owner's title insurance policy, I, I think you need to seriously first of all investigate why, and if it's something that can't be remedied, you you probably do need to get out of the contract. Um, and if you have a lender, a lender is probably not going to loan on that without title insurance. And can the can the buyer, in this case Lauren, go after the seller for damages for any reason? Because in, in certain situ- yeah, in certain situations you can. If they were responsible for it, they're marketing the property, and say that uh, Bob Sikoler happens to be marketing the property himself. He signed the listing contract, and mm-hmm. Bob went out and got married in Vegas over the weekend. And I did not, but go ahead. Yeah, right. He yeah. doesn't want to sign it. <laughs> Just a, this is a hypothetical, right. purely. But, yeah, but in, in that case, you signed a contract and you agreed to provide good title, and you can't. Mm-hmm. And the clause in the contract is good title such that is uh, insurable, which means one of the, the large national insurance companies is really willing to insure the title. And if you can't do that, again, sometimes it's a family dispute. Perhaps it's an estate issue. Perhaps it's an unreleased mortgage. But you don't want to be buying that property. You you probably need to give them time to fix it. And if they can't, then you need to move on. And, and sometimes you can't get your money back for out of your pocket for inspections and such. Randy, an easy question coming in from Andy. He wants to know what is an FHA mortgage when compared to a conventional mortgage, both uh-huh. the makeup of it and also what uh, dollar figure. F- F- okay. Yeah, FHA, there's an upfront funding fee. Uh, that's rolled in the loan of uh, 1.75%. Typically, an FHA mortgage uh, has much higher private mortgage insurance, uh, and typically it's for a um, consumer that has a lower credit score. Uh, conventional, you can do 3% down, and uh, there's no upfront funding fee, and uh, usually the interest rate is as good or better than an FHA, but the the private mortgage insurance is a lot less. And also on a conventional mortgage, you can get out of private mortgage insurance uh, where an FHA mortgage, uh, you cannot, uh, you cannot now. So um, much better advantage to go conventional if you can. What I hear you saying is if you've got a good credit score, have some money for down payment, minimal more for down payment, you're going to be better off with a conventional 
mortgage. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. Okay. So yes, hopefully, hopefully that helped and gave you an idea of some of the things that we deal with on a regular basis. We have come to the end of today's show already. We, we, we appreciate Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys at 895-9900. We love them. We thank you, Kevin. Also, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can reach Mr. Rocky and his crew at uh, 6450736. Thank you guys for being there. My son, Greg. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Hard at work, shooting, doing a great job. If you haven't seen this, Louisville3D.com. Take a look at some of the videos, pictures. Uh, really phenomenal, uh, some of the stuff we've upped the game again for 2021. Um, and you can reach him through me and not for other agents either. And you can reach me. Listen, we really do look forward to helping a lot of people this year. We'd l- tell you, if you're thinking about selling this year, don't wait until April, May. I've talked to a lot of people who have talked to some people who say, wait till late, April, May, June. No, no, no. You're going to be in a in a pile of other homes that are listed and you'll get maybe more looks, but you'll be much better off selling quickly and for more money if you get on the market sooner than later. Trust me on this. Doing this almost 17 years. I know this. Call me, 376-5483. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.